Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com and by Hancock Whitney. Hancock Whitney is here for families, here for businesses, here for communities during this challenging time. Visit HancockWhitney.com slash COVID-19 for the latest. And by Shorten Associates, legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas. From our socially distanced virtual lunch table in Baton Rouge, we're out to lunch with Stephanie Regal, editor of the Baton Rouge Business Report. It's business Baton Rouge style. Hi, I'm Stephanie Regal. Welcome to Out to Lunch. One of the keys to successful entrepreneurship is figuring out how to build a better mousetrap. It's not so much about inventing something new necessarily, but just about doing it in a new or different or better way. What's the impetus for that kind of ingenuity and creativity? How do you take a new model and turn it into something people want to buy? With me today to discuss this is Aaron White-Landry, a microbiologist and owner of Thomas Therapeutics, a Baton Rouge-based brand of all-natural skincare products designed to help those with sensitive skin conditions. Aaron founded the company in 2016 after years of frustration dealing with eczema, a condition both she and her sister suffer from. Through trial and error, she learned to use herbs, teas, essential oils, and other plant-derived ingredients to make gentle soaps, body butters, and skin products. But Erin isn't just an entrepreneur. Thomas Therapeutics is a Black-owned small business, and over the past year, Erin has created a growing online community for Black women to talk about wellness, trauma, financial literacy, and mental health. Erin, such a great story, and what you have accomplished is so impressive. Thanks so much for joining us on Out to Lunch. Thank you for having me, Stephanie. With me and Eric is Ben Nguyen, owner of Louisiana Revival Apparel, a Baton Rouge-based startup that specializes in print-on-demand services. The company's model is a little different than your typical screen printing company because customers with online stores can integrate directly with its system, allowing Louisiana Revival Apparel to print and ship directly to customers without ever having to carry any inventory. Louisiana Revival does all the work while its customers can focus on marketing and advertising their products. Ben founded the company, get this, when he was just 18 years old as a senior in high school. Today he is all of a 21-year-old junior at LSU majoring in information systems. And though his company headquarters is located in LSU's Innovation Park, Ben has really built the business entirely by himself. And Ben, it is such an impressive story that you have accomplished so much in such a short amount of time. Thank you for taking time to join us today on Out to Lunch. Yeah, thank you for having me. Well, Aaron, I'm going to start with you. It seems like there are so many skincare products out there from over-the-counter to prescription to all-natural and everything in between. What really makes Thomas Therapeutics products different? Well, I like. I guess I came across this um, a little bit by accident. I like to say that it's not just pretty, it has a purpose. So everything that I make at Thomas Therapeutics has some sort of purpose. Um, it's driven toward... Um, the inflammation, so in inflammatory skin ailments, so eczema, psoriasis, um, seborrheic dermatitis, all types of things um, come from inflammation. And so if we can tamp down the inflammation naturally, 
then and get rid of the itch naturally, then the skin can heal itself. And and you're a microbiologist, so obviously you have a lot of knowledge um, about scientific kind of things. But I mean, specifically developing all natural skincare products that's that's not easy. Um, how did you how did you come up with the formulations for these products? Well, actually, um, when I came back home in 2011 from graduate school, um, I just I came and I looked at my sister and she was actually absolutely covered in eczema and her eczema has always been worse than mine. And so this was the time when I guess the YouTube university boom was happening where everybody was doing things on camera. And so people would be mixing their own little concoctions and things. And I was like, some of these people are just doing this for the fun of it. Some of these people are doing it and selling it. And I have three science degrees. I bet I can make something out of it and not just, you know, actually help somebody and not just make like something that's pretty and smells good, but is actually neutral in fragrance, but actually works to combat itch and inflammation and things like that. So, so you, just like when you were a kid, you went up to the bathroom and started stirring around and making potions and lotions? I mean, it wasn't that easy. Um, I started with shea butters and body butters um, and I would do research on, well, I actually was working on a plant biology degree. Um, so I had a little bit of knowledge about herbs and I would take turmeric regularly. Um, I had a teacher in college who noticed that I had a lot of inflammation in my joints. And she said she was, um, she was Indian and she would, she brought me this one pound bag of turmeric and she was like, eat this every day. So I knew that turmeric was good for inflammation, but I had to find out what else was going to be helpful and what things would work together um, and not take away from each other. So um, turmeric, ginger, I mean, I, I love to use teas, chamomile, calendula, all types of um, hydrosols and things like that. And so it, it's, it was a lot of trial and error. It was a lot of, um, do I want to put water in these formulations because that's where you have mold and you know bacteria and things come into play. So I started out doing things like soap and body butter that don't have water in them. So there was no need for preservation. Um, and then I, as I gradually got better at it, I started adding water and learning which preservatives I wanted to use and which would be you know best for my product and my client's skin. So cool. And 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 Ben, your story is also so really cool. Your company originated as an idea for a class project when you were a senior in high school. Tell us about the assignment and how everything sort of evolved. The thing was that with that was people were always telling me that you have to get a degree, right? And I always believed that why should there be an age limit on when on when you should start your business? So I thought I should start out with making t-shirts. And it turns out there's actually a lot more to t-shirt than just printing t-shirts. And the technology for all of that is actually super behind. Like today you go to an average screen printing shop, you'll have a high minimum, 24 to 48 shirts. And over here, we actually do not have a minimum. Surprisingly enough, there is no other direct-to-garment printer in the area that actually advertise that they do direct-to-garment printing in Baton Rouge. And that's always, it's always been a surprise. So, I mean, I guess originally the reason there was like a minimum order was, I mean, because of the cost, right? Um, so you have, and, and is it because of, I guess, the technology you use, you've been able to lower the cost that you can actually afford to design a special t-shirt for just one or two or, you know, 
five shirts, right? Right, correct. We actually use something completely different from other screen printers. We use a direct-to-garment printer, and they actually require a lot of maintenance. Uh, a lot of times people have tried to get into it, but they were never able to figure out the actual components and understanding how the printers actually work. Hmm. And, and so at 18, you were able to crack this, this code? It took about a year, and we managed to make it happen. Wow. Yeah. So, so you you went you were going through your education, um, but you launched the company at at the same time that you were what a freshman in college. I officially launched it senior year of high school, but then when I actually started getting clients was yeah freshman year of college. So cool, and and so Aaron, um, back to you. You you were launching your business trial and error with your products. I mean, at what point did you bring in a manufacturer, or or did you bring in uh, you know? Uh, some sort of a, a back or a partner, or was it just s- strictly grassroots? It is still just me. It is strictly grassroots. <laughs> it is all me. Um, so I, I do what little marketing I can. I do, you know, I, again, go to other sources and find, you know, ways to market. Um, I have a business coach, so it's not just, um, that I know how to do everything is I find somebody who knows how to do it. And then I try to replicate it. Do you make the products at home or do you have a lab? Is it the same sort of like FDA requirements? If you're making a food product, for instance, to sell that you have to do it in a certified kitchen, do you need to make skincare products in a certified lab? The lab, it doesn't have to be a certified lab, but I, I mean, being a microbiologist, it's a thing that I, I'm stickler for cleanliness and, so I, I do have a lab at Innovation Park. Um, so that's actually where I am right now. And because it's quiet and I don't have my dogs here. Um, but that was a that was one of the reasons I had to get out of the house was because I have dogs at home. I don't want to, and I was messing with lies uh, doing soaps when I first started. So I wanted to get away from the dogs and the lie and, you know, have spills and things like that. So that's, I moved to a lab space. And it's not the same FDA requirements. Um, it's it's a lot like uh, supplements. They're not uh, regulated by the FDA, so you can't you can't make claims like this will treat this, this will cure this and that. But you, you know you have to be careful with your wording. Mm-hmm. So interesting. And Ben, you're over in 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 Innovation Park as well. Um, is that where your, your fancy printer is? And that's where you, you said you really don't have to keep inventory. So you just sort of make on order as, as, as they come in. Uh, yeah, correct. Um, we actually do keep inventory now for, uh, return clients or garments that we continuously print on like black and white shirts. Those are in high demand. But like if somebody wants like a pink t-shirt or, or, you know, sky blue t-shirt, I mean, do you have to go out and get that stuff or you've got it right there? And then do they send you the image and your computer's able to put that image on the shirt very easily? Or do you have to go out and, and you know, assemble various pieces and parts to make it happen? Um, we can do both. We can either assemble the artwork for them or they can provide their own artwork. Uh, they can also design it on our website pretty easily. And if they want a sky blue shirt, Yes, we do have to go out and get it, but 
it doesn't take too long. It's about a one-day ship. So, so how was it to get, you know, investors? I mean, both of y'all, since you're sort of in the same place in that respect. I mean, do you have financing? Did you have to go out and get angels or is family backing you up? Or how's, how's the financial end of this going for you? Um, so what happened was my dad helped me finance a printer. I actually had enough money to pay for it monthly because I had did t-shirts before with a cricket machine and some vinyl and I made enough money to actually pay for that for about six to eight months. And that helped out a lot. And I wouldn't have been able to finance it without someone over 21 years old because I don't have <laughs> credit. <laughs> and then any other equipment? I mean, um, are y'all self-supporting at this point? Yeah, basically we are self-supporting. Um, almost everything's paid off. We just got a new printer and I mean, things are going pretty well for us. You're listening to Out to Lunch. I'm Stephanie Regal. I'm talking to Ben Wynn of Louisiana Revival Apparel and Aaron White Landry of Thomas Therapeutics. Aaron, what about you? Um, so I'm bootstrapping. Um, so all self-supported self-finance and then of course, whatever grants I can get. Um, so I have not, I don't, this isn't a company that, this is more of a lifestyle company for me. So this is something that I want to be able to pass down to generations in my family that this would be the family business. Um, so I didn't want to look for investors that wanted a cut of the business or anything like that. What, Aaron, how how do you test the efficacy of your products? I mean, do you have, um, has it been on you and your sister, or do you have other guinea pigs? Uh, is it sort of a rigorous scientific thing, or it's actually so everything that I, I formulate is based on some scientific, you know, study or other. So let's say, uh, like we were talking about turmeric and inflammation, it's been proven that turmeric is able to ease and um, help with inflammation. So I'll. So for instance, I made, like say I made an eczema cream, but I can't call it an eczema cream, but I'll, I'll say that's what it's used for. Um, or I'll use it, I'll have my sister use it, and then I'll put out into social media, you know, new product alert. Does anybody, anybody want to test new product? Um, and so that's how I get a lot of responses from people, or I'll have people who have, oh, my sister has eczema, my brother, my, you know, my godson. So I have all, there are people in the church, just people in the community that, um, will come to me. Um, and even before I've thought of another product, they'll say, oh, well, can you, can you look at this? Can you tell me what I can, what I can do for this? And I'm like, oh, I don't, I, I'm not a dermatologist, but, you know, I, I do also do skin assessments so I can see uh, what it is that their complaint, what their complaint is. And I'll also ask questions about diet, about stress. How long has it been there? Has it, is it something that you've always had? Does it just flare up at certain times? You know, just to sort of narrow down what sort of, um, what sort of issue we're dealing with. And then again, we're just treating it topically. So we're not putting anything into the body. Um, so it's mostly itch, inflammation, and infection mm-hmm. that we work. Okay, um, and and then what, what kind of volume are you doing? I mean, h- how many products are you producing every day, week, month? Um, so it's I've had to to tune it down a little bit, but in other in other areas, of, I've ratcheted it up. So 
soaps I just bought, or I've just, I have had it for a while, but I've been afraid to use it. It's a 25 pound slab mold. So I can get 25 pounds of soap in one pour. So that was awesome. I started using that. So instead of just getting 20 bars at a time, I'm getting like 60 bars at a time plus sample sizes. So that's a huge boost in production. Um, but things like lotions and creams and serums, I, I do those things to order just because I don't want them to sit on the shelf um, because my preservative is natural and I don't want it, you know, I don't, I'm not going to make something that's going to last for three years, you know, um, typically. So I, and then I had to cut out a lot of things that just weren't selling, things that were just my bright ideas that nobody really wanted, nobody really cared about. So um, it's it's more about what, what my clientele wants and I've looked over the past few years and said, okay, well, I'm going to cut out these three soaps and I'm going to add, you know, more of these and produce more of these and things like that. Ben, um, who are your clients and, and, you know, what are you producing for them? What kind of volume are y'all doing? Um, our max is about 300 shirts daily. Um, that's pretty good. It's, it's not that great. Um, I wish we could do more. But our, that's our max that we can do daily, right? Within from eight to five. And my clientele is usually streetwear brands. And if they do really well, I'll do really well. That's, so you, you say streetwear brands? Like wh- what is that? Uh, mean? Streetwear brands referring to what's a good example? Um, have you heard of V Loan by any chance or uh, Thrasher? I haven't, but. but- Aaron has <laughs> produced for them, but we produce for very similar brands and also celebrity celebrities with brands. So a lot of your clients are not local. They're all over. Uh, we have about two local clients and we also get regular retail orders from just walk-in clients that need direct to garment printing. Mm-hmm. But I was thinking like, like corporate clients here, like, you know, a, a Turner Industries that might be having a, you know, a special or want a corporate logo shirt y'all don't do that kind of stuff um yes we we do we just don't get a lot of demand for that Mm -hmm. because that's not our niche market we don't chase for them we chase for other brands so you really you're a college student and you have a nationwide business yes pretty much we produce a lot for california new york north carolina and pretty much all over the country at this point. So like how many shirts did y'all do last year or say in the past 12 months? In the past 12 months, we were doing about 200 to 300 daily. Every day? From Monday through Friday. It, went, it was a lot. <laughs> That's a lot. So uh, this is school, I mean, no plans to drop out of school. You're able to juggle both at this point? I'm not saying I can juggle both. Um, it's pretty much me just winging school for now. Because I'm a, I'm, I don't want to brag, but I'm, I'm pretty smart. I'm, I can take a test and somehow pass. I don't know. Maybe that's a skill, but it happens. I'm not surprised. Um, and it must be sort of empowering because if you are having, you know, getting trouble from somebody in a class, you can kind of say, hey, sorry, but I have a national business. Well, I don't ever say things like that. <laughs> it's, it's kind of rude. Well, I think it's rude. Right. No, it yeah. would be. You're right. But you could think it yeah, at least. But I'm, I'm usually very modest about everything. 
Aaron, um, one one aspect that your business has sort of led to, and I alluded to this in the introduction, was that um, you sort of have, have grown or helped cultivate an online community over the past year and helping you know, women of color and, and other Black-owned businesses with, with some of the issues. And tell us a little bit about, about this community and um, what sort of expertise and ideas you're sharing with, with your community out there. Um, so it's the Black Women's Wellness, it started as a panel. Now, I guess it's more of a summit. Um, I have more um, panelists now, um, but it's a quarterly meeting, um, which is, it's still virtual. Um, but I am just the facilitator. I don't, <laughs> I don't have any expertise. Um, but I, I know a lot of people who have expertise in financial, um, wellness and financial intelligence, um, physical fitness, wellness. Um, oh, there was another one that was on my mind, social bias, um, colorism, just things that we deal with on a regular basis. And it was really, um, I started it because I, I needed a place where I could, I guess, describe what I was going through or have someone else tell me, oh yeah, I've been through this too. And it not be like, um, like me playing the race card or playing the gender card. It was just a conversation that we all needed to have and we needed a safe space to do it. That's so great. And and I'm sure, especially after this year of the pandemic, there really is a need for that space. Yeah, especially with the pandemic going on. And, and it's, you know, it's good that we can get on the Zoom and see other people's faces. I really, we really get upset when somebody decides they just want to put up their picture and we're like, no, we need to see your face. We need to interact. You know, so it's been a good outlet in that sense. Um, I can't wait till we can actually do it like non-virtually so we can actually actually gather somewhere when it's safe to do that. Um, and I, I think then it'll really blow up. But right now it's, you know, just a few of us and a little video and there, and we're getting more and more people involved and there are more and more people that are actually joining the community. And I'm really excited about it. That's fantastic. Y'all share with me before we have to go, what, what do you think is the most difficult thing about being a startup entrepreneur, really, you know, on your own and coming up with a new way of doing something? What's been the, the most difficult part of that experience? For me, um, I, I know that everybody is their own worst critic, but I am also a perfectionist. So it's not just saying, oh, well, um, I didn't get any sales this month because I didn't market. It's, it's, you know, I'm very self-critical. So it's like, okay, I didn't market this. Why didn't I market it this way? Or why didn't I do it that way? It's real, hindsight is always 2020. So it's always like seeing what I could have done and should have done and then trying to implement it the next time around. What about you, Ben? For me, it's organization and time management. There's a lot of things to do, but there's not enough time in the day to do all of it. So just learning how to manage the time. No doubt. That's a huge challenge, especially when you're a full-time student as well. 
Well, Ben Wynn and Aaron White Landry, you both are bringing so many fresh ideas and approaches to the entrepreneurial community in Baton Rouge. It's, it's really inspiring to see such creative concepts being brought to market. Thank you so much for being with me today and for taking the time to share your stories on Out to Lunch. Thanks for having me. Thank you. My guests today on Out to Lunch have been Aaron White Landry of Thomas Therapeutics and Ben Wynn of Louisiana Revival Apparel. We edited this show to fit into the time slot here on WRKF. You can hear our unedited conversation and find out more about Thomas Therapeutics and Louisiana Revival Apparel by listening to the Out to Lunch Baton Rouge podcast. You can find and subscribe to the Out to Lunch Baton Rouge podcast anywhere you get podcasts and on our website. It's batonrouge.la. If you want to know what we all look like, you can find photos from this show on itsbatonrouge.la and on our Out to Lunch Baton Rouge social media. Photos are taken by Jill LaFleur. You can find more of Jill's photos at lafleurphoto.com. We're going to go back to hosting Out to Lunch around the lunch table at Mansur's on the Boulevard soon. In the meantime, you can go there. Mansur's is open seven days a week for lunch and dinner. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsbatonrouge.la and WRKF 89.3 FM. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Merle. Our associate producer is Peter Raschuti. And our Baton Rouge business consultants are Charlie D'Agostino and Ann Edelman. I'm Stephanie Regal. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to meeting you again next week for more business Baton Rouge style on Out to Lunch. Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com and by Hancock Whitney. Hancock Whitney is here for families, here for businesses, here for communities during this challenging time. Visit HancockWhitney.com slash COVID-19 for the latest. And by... Shorten Associates, legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas. Mitchell Foreman wrote and performs all the music on Out to Lunch. You can hear Mitchell's music anywhere great jazz is sold or streamed and at MitchellForeman.com.